This is Advanced Autonomy. I'm Luke Renner. Well, today we've got some really exciting news. So Sinjin recently conducted a study on the productivity gains of our client Global Logistics and Fulfillment enjoyed after deploying Sinjin's self-driving autonomous industrial vehicle to their warehouse. Today, we welcome Jacob Green. He's a business manager here at Sinjin. He conducted the study, and today we're going to dive into the results. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Hey, Luke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So I don't want to bury the lead too much here, but you recently conducted the study on the productivity gains at Global Logistics and Fulfillment. What did you find? Yeah, so we were able to increase their labor productivity by 33% when compared to using an electric pallet jack to move pallets across their facility. And we produced a 64% reduction in labor costs compared to using a forklift. So essentially, we enabled them to do more by spending less. Okay, so I'd like to dive into that a little bit more. Um, Global Logistics and Fulfillment, they're a client of ours. Before we get into the study, I just want to get some context. So can you tell me a little bit about who they are and uh, what they do? Yeah, sure. So Global Logistics and Fulfillment, or GLF for short, uh, they're a third-party logistics company that operates out of Las Vegas and San Diego. Uh, they've been in business for a long time, just over 25 years. Um, they maintain over 300,000 square feet of warehousing space. And their Las Vegas facility in particular, where we conducted our pilot deployment, has just about 250,000 uh, square feet. Okay. And so uh, for those who might not quite understand, what is a third-party logistics company? Sure. So uh, their customers could be e-commerce businesses. Um, they could be people just looking for businesses, looking for storage of uh, different inventory items. Um, essentially, they help them do order fulfillment um, and uh, shipping and freight as well, uh, okay. in addition to warehousing. So manufacturers send their goods to GLF. GLF uh, stores the goods, handles fulfillment, and makes sure it gets shipped to their end users and customers. Is that right? Yep, exactly. Okay. So um, as you were kind of on site assessing their needs and trying to find a way that our self-driving technology could help them, what challenges did they tell you that they've been facing in their business? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, um, they've been growing. So it's a good challenge to have. Um, every business wants to grow. But more and more warehouse space um, was getting used up by more and more goods from more and more customers. And this is really representative of the industry more broadly, thanks to the boom in e-commerce. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but at the same time, they're not immune to some of the challenges that are plaguing the rest of the industry. Um, and most notably, uh, the shortage of labor resources was the big one. So they were looking for an innovative solution that would continue to enable their business growth, streamline their operations, as well as reduce costs and improve uh, labor stability. Okay. So that seems like uh, quite the role for Sinjin. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just so happens that autonomous vehicles can provide all those benefits. Okay. So they're facing all these shortages uh, with labor, there's supply chain issues. Um, there's all these challenges that this industry is facing and it's affecting them as a business as well. So what did Sinjin do for GLF uh, to help them solve some of the challenges that they've been facing? So we have partnered with the fantastic folks at the Columbia Vehicle Group to deploy our enterprise autonomy suite, uh, essentially the software that enables vehicles to drive autonomously. 
onto their stock chaser vehicles. Okay. And due to GLF's pallet throughput, uh, the size of their facility, we decided that the stock chaser vehicle was actually the optimal solution for their operation. So after a brief integration period, uh, the autonomous stock chaser supplemented GLF's workforce and was transporting pallets around their facility um, throughout a four-week deployment period. Okay. So you guys launched a pilot program using Columbia Vehicle Group's stock chaser, and it was driving itself throughout the facility. That's right. You mentioned uh, the integration process. I'd like to dive into that a little bit. What was the integration process like? Yeah, so it's actually fairly straightforward. First, we come on site to assess what we call an operational design domain, or ODD for short. Essentially, that's the characteristics of the environment the vehicle would be operating in. So we need to understand the lighting, the size of the lane widths, uh, the types of obstacles the vehicle could encounter. Then we also look at the process itself that we'd be augmenting uh, with the autonomous vehicle. We need to understand the impact on the broader operation and uncover any additional efficiencies. After that, we map the facility. So uh, in order for an autonomous vehicle to operate, it must be able to localize, which means that it knows where it is within its environment. Mm -hmm. To accomplish that, we scanned uh, the entirety of GLF's facility to create a very detailed virtual map. Once the map's created, uh, we worked with management to define the vehicle's missions. So these are the routes that the vehicle would take, the stops where pallets could be loaded, unloaded, um, as well as any restricted areas that the vehicle should not be uh, operating in. Okay, so that makes sense. So you did the integration process, you mapped their facility, um, you got the vehicle up and running and working for them. What did the vehicle actually do at the facility for their workflow? Yeah, so the vehicle was towing um, the pallets. So instead of having a forklift or an electric pallet jack moving pallets around the facility, um, we used a mother-daughter cart system, which okay. maybe uh, you have seen in, in some of our videos on Syngin.com. Um, essentially, it was just towing. Uh, carts operators would build pallets on top of the carts, push the cart onto the vehicle, and the vehicle would take it away uh, to wherever it needed to be. Got it. So operators were building the pallets; they were fulfilling the orders essentially. And then once the pallet was full, they would load it onto the vehicle, hit a couple of buttons, and then the vehicle would go off to its next station. Yep. Way? Not even a couple of buttons, Luke. Just one button. Okay, <laughs> one button, and then it would go off to its next station. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. We talked about the results at the top of the episode, right? A 33% increase in productivity when compared to the electric pallet jack and a 64% reduction in per pallet human labor costs when compared to using a forklift. So basically, of all the tools that people could use to move goods across the warehouse, the self-driving vehicle ended up being the most efficient. That's right. Yeah. Not only most efficient, but a little bit cheaper as well. And in addition to the financial benefits, Luke, uh, the vehicle provides GLF management and any of our customers with real-time data and reporting on operational analytics. They can see where their bottlenecks are. They can see how the vehicle is performing. Um, it creates a safer working environment. Uh, and most importantly, it enables their staff to focus more time on value-added tasks like order fulfillment, customer support. Essentially, they just don't need to be spending time moving pallets around the facility. They can do the things that make the business run. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So to that point, we actually have some tape of Ken Morris. He's the VP of Global Logistics and Fulfillment. 
And uh, here is what he had to say about this engine deployment. You know, one of the, the I guess, surprising things um, for us or for me when, when we did this project, I didn't really realize how quickly the team would actually um, start becoming accustomed to the autonomous vehicle. Um, it got to be the point that when the pilot was over, um, a lot of our team basically looked around and said, hey, where, where's the vehicle? Where's the vehicle? Um, and so they not only were able to um, help to program it to make sure that it stopped a certain amount of time um, and were able to load up their products uh, easily onto it, um, but, but really did uh, um, kind of work it into their, their day, daily operations um, and were using it enough that they complained about it when uh, the pilot stopped. Jacob, bringing this to a, to a, a close, presumably GLF is going to continue beyond the pilot with an autonomous vehicle deployment permanently. Is that right? Yeah, so we're in the process of finalizing those discussions. Um, but what I can say is since the pilot, we've integrated a lot of their feedback into our product design. So the vehicle that they would receive for the full deployment um, will have even better hardware and more refined software. I want to touch on something that you mentioned a little earlier, which is this idea that by deploying an autonomous vehicle, we're actually shifting workers to other higher value tasks. And That's I'm right. just wondering, like, um, what was the experience for the workers at the facility? Did they enjoy using it? Did they find it easy to use? Did they have any concerns that this might just dis displace them? Like, what, what was the feedback you were getting on the ground as this thing was looping around the facility? Yeah, uh, the feedback was fairly overwhelmingly positive. Um, one sentiment was the fact that GLF's facility is just so big. Um, walking around it isn't exactly the most fun thing to do. You get tired, you're on your feet all day. Um, it's much easier to be doing the pick and pack, to be doing order fulfillment. And um, the software itself, the fact that you only have to click one button to either call the vehicle or send it to wherever it needs to go made it very easy to use. In terms of labor displacement, um, at least at GLF's facility, uh, the vehicle will not be displacing any employees. Um, the goal, like you said, Luke, is to increase the amount of value add uh, uh, tasks performed by, by the employees and to remove um, them moving the pallets around the facility uh, itself. So. Um, spending more time doing order fulfillment means they can fulfill more orders for more customers, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we are coming up at the end of the episode. So now is the time uh, for you to plug us. So if someone's interested in learning more about our self-driving vehicles, what should they do? Syngin.com is a great resource. Uh, tons of information on there about industrial autonomous vehicle deployments, the autonomous vehicle industry as a whole. Um, we're also releasing an ROI calculator shortly, so organizations can estimate the value DriveMod can bring to their organization. If you're interested in seeing our vehicles in action, I recommend you going to our YouTube page, also linked on Syngid.com. Lots of great content on there. Cool. All right, Jacob, it's been fun. Thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Luke. The Advanced Autonomy Podcast is hosted and produced by Luke Renner and is brought to you by Sinjin. Sinjin's versatile autonomous transportation technology brings advanced self-driving capabilities and enhanced data insights to the vehicles you already own. Learn more by visiting cyngn.com.